Hello, brothers, and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonco, National Vice President for Student Affairs. And I'm so very grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this production. Of course, I couldn't do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help from our national communications team, our student advisory committee, and a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI Presents. So to all of our returnal listeners, welcome back and thank you for your support. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to our show. We truly do appreciate you taking the time to join us today. This podcast is, of course, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psi National Honorary Band Fraternity. The purpose of this series is to provide you with some insight, some helpful tips, suggestions, and to showcase the different voices of the Brotherhood in a hopefully entertaining fashion that will keep you coming back. So today's guests are joining us all the way from the NAD and the NCD. Uh, I don't really know specifically where they are right now. Maybe that's something that they can share later. But, you know, these brothers are serving as VPs for their respective districts. And I'm very excited to hear what they have to share. Very excited to hear about their experience so, so far. So without further delay, let's pass this over to guests, to our guests for official introductions. And we'll start with Ike. Hi, Bong. Um, I'm Michael Ireland. Nobody calls me that except my mother. I like to go by Ike. That was a nickname given to me by the uh, tenor boys in the drumline at UNH. Um, so I am a quad player, percussionist by trade. I usually play quads and marching band, timpani and concert band. Uh, my home chapter is at the University of New Haven, the new Omicron chapter. We lovingly refer to ourselves as the No chapter. Very fun. Uh, I am a forensic science major with a concentration in biology. I also recently declared my minor in criminal justice. That's very fun. Um, not only am I the Northeast District Vice President for Programs for the Northeast District, I am New Omicron's president. I am a member of Beta Beta Beta, and I am affiliated with Chi Kappa Rho, a local sorority on our campus. I like my Greek letters, trying to get as many as I can before I leave. Um, I already told you the origin of my name. Otherwise, I am from New Jersey. I live here in Connecticut now. Central Jersey exists, and it's called Pork Roll. Okay, very cool, Ike. Thank you so much. And to our next guest, Laurel, for an introduction, please. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Laurel Wardell. I am from the Zeta Omicron chapter at the University of Akron. Um, I'm in my fifth year here. I am majoring in aerospace systems engineering, and I have a minor in music. So uh, even though I'm an engineering major, I've been in the marching band for all four. This is my fifth year. This is my fifth year in the marching band. It's also my fifth year in the top concert ensemble on campus. Um, so I've spent some time as section leader in the marching band. I was uh, Zeta Omicron's president my junior year. Um, and, you know, as far as some fun facts about me, I actually work on a confidential research project. So that's as far as I can go into that. It's a secret. <laughs> okay. Or else you'll have to, right? Okay. So very yep. cool. Thank you for that. Matt, what about you? Yes. Hello, Bon. Thank you for having me. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Matthew Quezada. I am from the 
Adafi chapter of Kappa Kappa Psi at Syracuse University. I am currently the NED Vice President of Membership. Um, I am currently studying a, I'm currently a senior. It's crazy to think about that already. I am a senior music education major as well as a double major in music history and cultures with a minor in jazz studies. Um, like I said, I'm currently the Northeast District VPM, but I also am the secretary of Adafi and as well as the SU, one of the Syracuse University drum majors. So it's very exciting. Um, some personal, other personal facts about myself. I am also a brother of Find Me Alpha Symphonia. Um, and I guess like the, like the fun one I like to tell the most is that before college, I had no experience playing tuba or playing a band instrument. I was told uh, before I came into my freshman year that all music education majors are recommended to do marching band for a semester. And I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And I only had the intention of doing it for one semester, but here I am today, um, four years in drum major. So it's kind of really a really wholesome full circle experience for me. Um, but yeah, no, other than that, uh, my primary instrument for my music degree is viola, which is a joke in and of itself because it's the meme instrument, just like the baritone. Um, yeah, no, other than that, um, I, think, uh, I think that's about it. Thank you all so very much for your introduction. So hopefully now that we have the niceties out of the way, we can just, you know, get to the real meat of the content here, uh, which is more stuff about each of you. Um, so I know down here I had asked, like, what, how's your month so far? But I'm going to switch it to how's your semester been so far. So if you don't mind, I'm going to just take a moment to reflect on that. And I'm going to start with Laurel. How has your month been so far or your semester? <laughs> um, it's definitely been interesting. I think, you know, everybody across the country can agree that it's definitely not a usual semester. And as far as, you know, online classes and everything is going, it's, it's different. And a lot of times it's kind of hard to keep up with all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, we are actually doing things for concert band. They were able to get us a subscription to Smart Music. And then they also have us working on an app called Upbeat Music. And essentially it puts everybody in a Zoom room and then everybody breaks out, records, and then you can actually slide things to line them up. And then so you can make a recording online with the people in your section from, you know, your respective houses without ever having to meet in person. Mm -hmm. uh, Marching band is a little bit more different than that. Uh, it's all, you know, into, you know, socially distant things. We actually aren't performing as a group this semester. Our directors rightfully, I think, decided that, you know, it's probably just better to err on the side of caution at this point. And, mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll do whatever we can to keep our traditions alive and all of that, but not, not at the expense of, you know, everybody's health. So it's been it's been going and senior level engineering classes are kicking my butt a little bit, but we're getting through it. Very cool. Thank you so much for sharing. And um, definitely. Yes. I mean, the semester and I mean, just all the different changes that our students are going through. I think that um, it's nice to hear that there are some aspects that you're still able to retain and still able to uh, give back and, and play music. So so. Yeah, this, thank you for, for sharing that. Matthew, how is your semester going so far? Um, yeah, no, kind of bouncing over what Laurel said. It's it's a learning curve for all of us, you know, not just the students, but the faculty, the staff, the community, and the greater aspect of, you know, the brotherhood, you know. I went into this semester very worried, you know, very nervous that, oh, how is everything going to work? You know, how is band going to work? Is my senior year ruined, essentially? Mm -hmm. um, but, 
you know, thankfully with the guidelines, you know, presented by the university our organization, it was very easy to help. Once we got the, the meat of it flowing, it was very easy to adapt, you know, um, as a music ed major, all my classes are in person with, with an occasional asynchronous virtual um, instances. But um, the majority of it has all been in person, like wind ensemble, like Laura was saying. Um, for us, it's very similar. What they do is they put every every instrument, they have every first, every wind instrument have a bell cover on it, sometimes two bell covers just to protect the aerosols from spreading. Mm-hmm. And then they place each person like their own little pod surrounded by plexiglass. Mm. So we're currently taking up like the auditorium, like the one of the biggest auditoriums in Syracuse and just having wind ensemble in there. I play string bass in wind ensemble, so I'm off to the side, so I have to be paced by plexiglass. But it's a very unique experience, and it's one that is going to be a learning curve and something that will set the foundations for should this ever, should this global, you know, thing cycle in 100, 200 years from now, we can provide, you know, information back mm-hmm. and see how we did it just so they're not as caught as off guard as one can argue is kind of we were when all this started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, band band is very socially distanced. Um, we currently split up the marching band into three pods. Um, everyone's six feet apart in drill and everything like that. And then after like a certain amount of time we play, we have to take a five minute break, you know, the air clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are currently having recordings of the band. To post. We actually think this is the best time actually to put out an EP or an album of our recordings. Mm-hmm. So it's very exciting that, you know, we find throughout these times of darkness, we still have the light, you know, band, family, friends, brothers, you know, it's just one of those things that I'm happy for that is able to do it. And now, we're in week four, so now it's just a week-by-week basis of seeing how far we can get. So it's one of those things that we just have to have faith in. I love that. Yeah, definitely breaking things down week-by-week week and just kind of taking the wins where you can and, you know, slowly working through the, the hurdles and, and the um, – just the challenges of, of things and taking it, I think week by week makes it a little bit more manageable and rather than just be like, there's still so much 2020 left <laughs> to live. So, oh, very cool. Uh, and Ike, what about you? How's your semester been so far? Uh, ironically, I think even though it's the most complicated thing to adjust, band has been the easiest by far for me. Mm-hmm. We still have that. Luckily, you went issues where, Sorry, University of New Hampshire, University of New Haven, because we're not allowed to use UNH. University of New Haven, we're still doing our marching band. Of course, masks on when we're not playing, drumline masks constantly, uh, not sharing equipment. We're seven feet apart in our drill. We're, we're doing it in blocks. So we're doing everything the correct way. But ironically, that's the most complicated part. Everyone has bell covers. We like had these studies done. It's been the easiest thing to adjust to. Honestly, the harder part is the learning. And you think it'd be backwards, right? You think, yeah, sure, I could just learn the material online. I'm, it's not been that easy. Uh, like biochemistry, I had to put entirely more work into it than I thought I was going to have to. Of course, it's a hard subject, but I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be great. Zoom classes, going once a week, great. No, ironically, band is the one thing that's been the easiest. So I think... Uh, I think it's different for everyone. For me, classes have been hard because I'm more of an in-person learner. I can't focus if I'm not in person. Um, But so, yeah, I think just the struggle is different for everyone. But it's important to know that we're all going through it together and we're all figuring it out. Yeah. 
I think that is something to that is really important to continue to remind ourselves is that you're you're not alone. That you have not just like I mean bands all across the world, the entire world, we're just going through this. But I think particularly for college and university bands and Kappa Kappa sides, we're working through this together. To we are sharing ideas with one another. Uh, the fact that there was an aerosol study done for all bands to to leverage. Um, you know, we're, we're, we really are coming together in a way that you don't, I mean, we don't, it's not like we go through a pandemic very often. So the fact that like this has given us an opportunity to continue to work together, but in a very different way. Uh, but I think you're right. Some of the challenges that we would assume that, you know, for example, learning online would probably be easier and it's proving choice. It's like, no. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a, another way around that, but just in general, the fact that when it comes to the band activity itself and the KKSI activity itself, um, the passion and the creativity from our members themselves, from our leadership as well, has really helped push us through certain hurdles. And I, I hope and, look forward to seeing how we continue to essentially shift or essentially pivot um, through these uh, challenges. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. Uh, so my next question, we're just going to take it back for a moment here about your baby KK side day. So before you even got initiated, I just want to know, like, how did you get involved in KK side? And we'll start with Matt. Yeah. Um, so KK Psy was an organization I didn't know about until going into my college and then realized that my band director in high school was a brother. But this is way after I became a brother. Um, but in my very first instances of joining, of being interested, I remember I get to band camp a day early because it was just easier for me to get there a day early to sleep over and then do band camp the next day. Mm-hmm. And um, I roomed with someone who was a brother, but I didn't know they were a brother. And I was having that pre-college kind of freak out almost. I mean, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, band camp starts tomorrow. College is starting. I'm losing my mind. But, you know, the brother that was there, um, his name was Charles. He was like, it's going to be OK, you know, being really reassuring and everything. And I'd be like, hmm, he has some letters out on his desk or whatever. So I was like, OK, those are very, in, like, cool letters. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I meet, um, they're helping all the freshmen move into their dorms as, like, a see that they help do that they do the SMB does and the person that helped me move into my dorm was also a brother so it's kind of one of those things like hmm, I keep running these people with letters granted I didn't know that Kappa is the Kappa and TBS are the one that helped help the freshmen move into their dorm so for first I'm like okay this is really coincidental and it seems like it's like an omen of sorts but and then I'm the next person I met I check in for uh, rookie camp and then I mean my section leader his name was Jared he was super hyped to see me he's like this is one of the trooper rookies completely hyped me up like one of those like people like they they start interacting with everyone everyone just gets happier like one of those guys and um I was like okay like okay these letters mean something um I was actually planning on going to recruitment events my freshman year but you know like freshman year I didn't want to like overbear a lot of myself and I didn't want to you know take in as much as I could to the point where you know prioritizing academics mostly and so I decided to wait a year do it again my sophomore year I went to recruitment events my sophomore year and it's one of those things where I don't look back one of the best you know the people the SUMB provided one of the best um, experiences only to find out that the brothers helped enhance that experience mm-hmm. was was a full full circle moment and one of those experiences that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And going back to it, I come back home for like winter break after I just become a brother or summer vacation. 
And I see my band director and he's like, Oh, he's like, those are some nice letters you have on little did I know that he's wearing his pin on at like the high school concert that I went and visited. So it was really cool to see. And he kind of gave me like one of those winks, like, Hey, I'm a brother as well. So it was really cool to see, you know? Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing it. And that was one of those, like those precious moments. I mean, even though they may be short moments and small moments and throughout your life and your KKSI experience, it's like, when you find out somebody has had ties, has been a member of KKSI and honorary of KKSI, it's like, there's something special that I can't talk about that connects us all and that we all continue to learn about. So that's, a, that's, that's very cool. Uh, I think, I don't think my band director was KKSI. So, um, sad moment for me. So anyways, um, Ike, what about you? How did you become, a brother of KKSI, or I should say, how did you get involved? So like Matthew, I did not know what KKSI was till I got to college. Um, and actually started a little bit before college. So University of New Haven does explore days. And the most popular one is marching band. Of course, we're the best. Um, so I went to the marching band explore day, not really expecting to go to uh, U New Haven. I went there, I did the explore day. My mother looked at me, she said, you're gonna come here for marching band, aren't you? And I said, yeah, pretty much, right? But there are people wearing letters. I was like, what is this? I like stored it in the back of my head, didn't, didn't think much about it until I got to band camp. And my section leader for the tenors was wearing letters. And so was the other guy. The other guy is Mike, who I am affectionately named Ike after. So I was like, wow, these two people I really look up to, they're in this organization. And I knew I wanted to, to do Greek life when I was in college, but I knew I also didn't want just a social fraternity. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's what I, that's not what I wanted. I wanted something that I was extremely passionate about. And then to find out that KKSI was a service fraternity for the band, something that I've been involved in all of my life to give back and to help the band flourish. I was like, that's it. That's for me. So first semester freshmen at New Haven are not allowed to receive a bid, but you can still go to recruitment events. So I was like, okay, it's still not sure. Let me check this out. Right. So I go to the recruitment events in love. I was like, this is it next semester. I'm going out for it. I'll keep going out for it till the day I die. This is what I want to do. Um, so I, I was accepted my second semester freshman year. And I haven't stopped since, and I don't plan on it. And uh, it just started with that little gesture of people wearing letters, of getting her name out there. Really, really rare again for me. I love that. And so, like, and, and I think when you when you look back on your experiences, there's always that one thing or a particular moment that kind of really solidifies it for you. And I think most of the time it's like the people or like a person that really gets you there. But I think it's the fact that like, we, we I think this is, I, I hear this all the time. It's like, what is this KK like fork thing? I, I, I don't know what this means. And like, what is a Greek organization? And we get there like, oh, this is just like a really cool name for like, the, the best of the best in the bands who can just love to help out. And, you know, so it's, it's really, it's really cool to hear everyone's how, how they got involved in KK Psy, either through a person or that's like how they got to hear about KK Psy. And to me, I think it really solidifies why those 
engagement pieces, especially the, the beginning of band camp, the beginning of like when freshmen show up, why it's so very important or when just like even when vets return, like why it's so very important that we, we show up, we show up as leaders. And now, you know, I like to ask chapters who are working through this COVID thing, even, even if they are recruiting or maybe even not recruiting, like how are you still showing up? Because it's, I think it's really important because COVID's here, right? Changes are happening. But how are you showing up to make sure that people who are still wanting to be a part of this band can at least know who you are, learn what you are, and you are at least building those relationships for future engagement and future members? So thank you for sharing. I, uh, Laurel, what about you? How did you get start in KKSI? You asked me that question and I have to think really, really hard because normally I have trouble remembering what I had for breakfast this morning. (laughs) (laughs) But um, if, yeah, so it was actually, it it, it was kind of inevitable if you think about it. Um, When I was a freshman in high school, our drum major was a saxophone player. And she went on to graduate and she went to the University of Akron and she became a brother of the Zeta Omicron chapter. Um, And so, you know, this is this is the girl who comes back to alumni night all of the time. And you just see her around and you see how her posts on Facebook about, hey, this Kappa Kappa Psi is a great organization. Um, So, you know, three years later, when I then graduated and went to the University of Akron, um, here I am at the same school as this girl who joined this fraternity. Um, and my section leader was also a brother and there, there were just brothers all around me. Um, so honestly, the people that I surround myself with naturally were all already members of the fraternity mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, just, you know, th- the, the people who show up and help out, that's always been the kind of person that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when, when there are chairs that need stacked, that's where I'm at. If, you know, someone needs someone needs someone to run down the hall and grab something, I'll be the first to volunteer. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's really important to, you know, serve the, the greater whole rather than just looking out for yourself. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it, again, it just goes to show how just being a part of why band is important. My band is important for kids growing up, for high school students, for college students, because it's a way to, to just to practice being a servant leader. It's a, a way to practice what you preach. It's a way to learn how to be self-sufficient, learn how to uh, work with one another. And all of these, all of these lessons, all of these um, values are essentially being tested, um, being challenged during COVID, during um, a lot of socially distance banding, or maybe not even banned at all. I, but I think that the, the very, very awesome thing about all of this is, as I continue to have conversation with students, is the creativity they're bringing to this. And a big part of that is kind of having these conversations like, how did I get started? How can I share my story so that it can be more impactful for those who may not get that same experience? How can I share it so that they have a piece of something that was so special to me that it may touch their hearts, may touch their spirits in a way that will help inspire them to want to continue to give back, want to continue coming to band. Hopefully when it's all safe to come back, like next season will be, 
you know, we can all be, be back in, in, in person. So these conversations are great to have. And I, I'm very thankful for, for all of you sharing um, your backstories with KK Psy. So my next question for you all, um, what's been your favorite thing, memory, or aspect of KK Psy so far? And a lot of people have been like, no, this is so hard. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge you all to pinpoint what that favorite thing, memory, or aspect is. And we'll start with Ike. I think it's funny that you like, oh, people say this is so hard. I mean, well, I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, two, like two words, two words, connection and leadership. Because the connection, you have a network of brothers supporting you that are there for you. And you can make those connections at any time. Um, so I work at a grocery store and I always wear my pins. I'm always wearing some form of letters. My friends make fun of me for it, but I'm always wearing some form of identifier that I am a brother. Yeah. So I'm very proud of that. Yeah. And I've had, I've had a total of four people uh, come through my line at, at the grocery store and say, hey, I was also a brother. But that brings me to my next point. They say I was a brother. You're never not a brother. Once you're in this organization and you're an alumni, you are a brother for, for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Because this I know if I must die, I am a brother of KKSI. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to the leadership portion because you have opportunities in KKSI that you don't have in a lot of other places, which is once you graduate, you can go on to other things. You don't have to stay within your chapter. You can advance through nationals. You can do pretty much any thing that's available to you and that's really what I'm looking forward to once I graduate because I know my time here is limited and I can only do so much mm-hmm. but I'm looking forward to serving the nation and that's the cool thing is that it opens up those opportunities literally the day that I was initiated they said hey you just went through the degrees of ritual do you want to run them now You're like do you want do you want that leadership yes yes please I think that was my first foray into leadership at KKSI, and that was the day of my initiation. And then I haven't stopped since. I've just kept going through leadership. And honestly, it's, it's, that's the great thing, is that it forms leaders, and that's one of our pillars, and I really look forward to living up to that. Yeah. And I, I think you, you, you bring up a great point that we all need to be reminded of, is that, like, one, you have a limited time at KKSI make the best of that time as an active. However, once you graduate, you have this, these different opportunities to give back and as an alum, as a life member through volunteering to be some sort of leader in any capacity, but most importantly, just to be a good role model, to be a good support system for those who are going through the, the experience and to be supportive of the changes that we need to make in order to make this a better experience for our students. As the world changes, as technology changes, as all these things are, um, are evolving, we ourselves need to evolve while still respecting um, and paying tribute to our traditions, especially that tradition that I can't talk about. Um, so, no, thank you so much for, for sharing that. And I'm going to shift over to uh, Laurel for your favorite thing, memory, or aspect of KKSI. Okay, so I'm going to take it in a little bit of a different direction than I did with my favorite memory. Yeah. Um, so my chapter, they have done so much for me and they have done so much to lift me up through, you know, all of my, you know, five years now you know, at the university, um, the sort of 
culmination of all of that, uh, when I was a junior, I was actually the chair of the nominations committee. And so being able to help, uh, to, to help, you know, sort of, gosh, what's the word? Advocate for these district officer candidates mm -hmm. who had such great ideas. That was an amazing, amazing opportunity. And that is actually one of the things that really got me interested in running for district officer myself. Um, at that time, so on the on the final day, or I guess this was Saturday of convention that year, uh, the nominations committee had to give a final report. Um, and during that final report, uh, I, I don't know how much you know about the University of Akron, but everybody in the University of Akron marching band always says go Zips for everything. Um, and I wasn't going to make it through this podcast without saying go Zips at least once, so we'll see how far I can get. Uh, but if you actually look up go Zips dictionary, it has its own dictionary definition. Uh, so the, the phrase go Zips, it's a phrase for every every situation and every emotion. Um, and so the culmination of everything that I do for Akron and for KKSI was ending that final report of the nominations committee with a big go zips. Uh, and the, the look on the members from my chapter's faces was, you know, the greatest thing. And, you know, it, it was just such a cool feeling yeah. to be able to represent, you know, Akron like that. I love that. That's very cool. And, you know, again, it's these moments that uh, I think when we share it, I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm looking at the smile that you have in your face, Laurel. Um, I mean, pe people listening don't see it, but I'm going to explain it to them so they can feel it. It's like when you were smiling, I'm like, I'm I. I, I feel the energy and I, I feel the, the, the love that you have for that moment. And it made me want to smile. And again, like it, I think it, these stories are so very powerful when we are able to identify these moments and, and continue to share it with our members. When we have the time sharing with the, our potential members or prospective members, I don't know what we call them now. Um, those membership candidates and share those stories with them because like that gives people something to latch onto something that, that is hopeful, something that's like, wow, this is, this is why we put ourselves through, through all the trouble of, of KK Psy, of trying to be a leader, trying to be a district officer, like all the trouble that we go through on top of just one being human being, trying to figure yourselves out, doing school, figuring out student loans, the list goes on. Right. So why do we put ourselves through this trouble is because of those special moments, like you just said, like the fact that, you said something, just two words, that a group of people had a very special connection to that that gave them energy, that made a moment for them, a memory for them as well. So very, very cool story. Thank you for sharing. Uh, and Matt, what about you? What is your favorite uh, thing, memory, or aspect of KKSI? Um, I guess, so in the aftermath, like right as soon after I got initiated, our chapter hosted a meeting. It was about regarding nationals, the national convention. I guess for me, it was being selected to be the delegate for Edify, you know, straight out of the, straight out of the, um, probably, you know, the road to wisdom coming right into the brotherhood. Uh, I was selected to be the, you know, the Edify delegate. And then at first I was like, okay, and they probably chose me because I'm the closest, because I'm from the Midwest, I'm from Illinois. So like, okay, he's probably the closest option we have to uh, send the nationals. I'm like, okay. But then I got an email saying I was selected to be on the, um, one of the committees about the, um, 
the National Colonization and Membership Committee. So I was like, okay, this is this is this is fun, you know, brand new to all this. I'm like, let's see what happens. Kind of worried, and then I get there, and then just like the transformative experience, you know, they're having me realize that Catholic Catholic isn't just a chapter thing, you know. Like, granted, we have our lessons, we have our things that tell us it's more than that. But being able to actually experience it, met alumni from our chapter, Anthony Walker, former NED district officer. Um, he serves as a primary reason why I wanted to become a district officer, seeing all these connections that you're able to make, all these life lasting friendships, you know, doing like doing committee work, being able to work, you know, with brothers who were just like me and brand new to the organization, as well as, you know, alumni and national officers, um, being able to choose and lay down the footwork to what's going to benefit not just us right now, but the future generations of brothers. In the end, so I guess, yeah, just the entire broad memory for me was just those days in um, Stillwater, although be it, they were extremely hot and the heat was terrifying. It was still one of the best, like most transformative, I guess, um, moments uh, during my college experience. Very, very eye-opening, very um, motivating, very inspiring. So, Yeah, no, thank you for that. Yes, the heat was illegal. And um, quite abrasive. And um, I hope it never happens again. So uh, that's my point of the heat. Uh, and secondly, thank you for sharing that because, uh, again, you know, we, we have those special memories, those moments, those people in our lives that inspire us, that just help us see a version of ourselves that we want to be, help us see the potential in ourselves. Because I think so often we put ourselves down, maybe through you know societal norms, maybe through social media, whatever that may be. I, I don't know the root of the, the issue here. Maybe a different thing, maybe how we were raised. But so often we're, we essentially tell ourselves that we can't do something, that we talk ourselves out of doing something. We see somebody who, who did it, who represents something we see in ourselves as well, or that we want to see. And it's in a way that they give us hope. And, and I think, especially right now, it is so very important to, to be that hope, to identify that hope in others and to be that hope for all of our members. And, you know, I myself sit here sometimes just like, why do I, why, why do, I do this? Why, why do I continue to do this? What is the point of all of this? Especially through COVID, it's like, can I even be an impact on students? Can I even do a good enough job. I can't see them. I can't really do anything. I can't really advocate for them. And in a way, like those are my limiting beliefs. And then too, I was kind of kind of like, well, what was me? Um, but I look at our students and it, it doesn't just have to be alums. I look at our students and the things that they're doing, the energy that they're having, the creativity that they're putting into this uh, inspires me. And it continues. So like I have, I have a person that inspired me to join the organization. I have a person that helped inspire me to run for chapter president, a person who inspired me to run for district president, a person who, who inspired me to run for national leadership. But I have those members, especially within the you know student advisory committee, because I have to work with all of you. Um, it, there are, you all inspire me to continue to give back, to push, to fight, to advocate. And I think that as district officers, as chapter officers, we also have to recognize that impact we could have on others, right? So thank you all very much for, for sharing. And I definitely did, as you're talking about Anthony, I definitely did send him a Snapchat. I'd be like, oh my gosh, giving you so much love right now. So hopefully he responds. Um, 
So very cool. Moving on to our next question here. How has KKSI, the experience that you've had in KKSI so far, helped shape who you are today? So we'll start with Laurel. So I think a lot of my, you know, core values and all of that, they all revolve around uh, servant leadership, which you mentioned a little bit before, and just, you know, lifting everybody else in the community up and, you know, sort of working together to achieve a common goal. Mm-hmm. And I think KK Psy has been, it, it's been kind of a way to put all of those feelings and thoughts into words and something concrete. So like the ritual and, you know, our, our pillars, service and brotherhood and musicianship, it just sort of, you know, it it gives me a purpose, something, something to strive for. And, you know, something that, you know, I hold in the absolute highest regard Um, because honestly, I, I mean, I am an engineering major, but the only the reason that I'm an engineering major is because I didn't want music to become the only thing in my life to the point where it became my stressor and not my safe place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, music is basically everything that I am and just being able to, you know, sort of give back to the, that community is really important. Yeah. In a way, like it, it, it fills our cup. Right. It, it like we all have our cups and we give, give, give. And, you know, that that's something that we, we have to pay attention to because sometimes we can give a little bit too much or like or sometimes we're just like, you know, life happens. It's like, ah, I spilled it everywhere. But like that, that giving back can also in a way when you are filling someone else's cup can also fill your cup when you're giving back can also fill, can also fill your cup. So I think that's important to, re- to remember that service is not a punishment. Right. Service opportunities is not a punishment. Uh, Being in an ensemble, having to play, having to practice is not a punishment. Sometimes it can become maybe not the right thing for the right time. But at the end of the day, it's something that fills our cup. So thank you so much for for sharing. Um, We'll go with Matt. How has your experience in KKSI helped shape who you are today? Yeah, um, definitely. You know, someone who's aspiring to be a music educator, it's kind of it's kind of a further, like, you know, it supplants the idea of who I want to be as a person. And, you know, my experience as a brother, how will this impact? You know, I don't want to just say I'm going to teach musicians. No, I'm probably teaching the next future lawyers, educators, presidents. But I, even if they choose to go into music or not, I want to establish in them that they had someone who did make an impact in their education. Granted, if they become brothers, even better, you know, but um, it's one of those things that, you know, being the same person for me, it's all about who you are as a person, personal optics, the way you interact with others. I always think of, you know, similarly like a conductor, you know, like should always be the same person on and off the podium, not this facade of when they're in rehearsal, they're insert, insert, you know, mode, but same thing with a brother, the exact same person when you have the letters on or off, you lead on and off the field. It doesn't, it never stops. Yeah. You know, it's always about leadership and servanthood, you know, that we have toward our fraternity that they look up to people look up to, you know, some people think, Oh, it's all about the experience of joining a fraternity. No, it's not just that when it comes to our fraternity, you know, yeah. as you know, people who do service, you know, we put others first, we're selfless in our act. We help, we come to a win ensemble concert early 
you know, 30 minutes to help set up the chairs. You know, the joke is constantly, you know, in our school sometimes we're Kappa Kappa set up chairs, but you know, in reality, it's fine. It's fun. I love doing it. I love getting there early, even though I have to perform 30 minutes later, getting in that arm gain, you know, putting the chairs on the stage, but it's really being how you are the same person on and off with letters or not. Um, because in the end people will join because of the people, the culture, the discourse you create, not yeah. just within the band, but university programs as well. And you look, you'll be looked up to as a student leader, as someone that your band's going to look forward, like look to for help and, um, be a resource to others, especially freshmen mm-hmm. and especially those members who are looking for a place. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point as well, especially that in the sense of like KKSI, um, and, and college bands, can give you the can expose you to the opportunity to be guided and i i always i always ask this question of those who want to be who want to grow and learn is i ask them it's like are you coachable are you willing to learn are you willing to kind of let go of certain things for you to to be guided and in a way it's like either our experience can either solidify the values we have already it could reveal to us certain values that we never thought were important or in a way it could show us like here are different values to consider and it essentially it brings us to this path to knowledge where we see the light right it just it helps us walk on um this pack this path path alongside with one another to learn from each other's failures learn from each other's um to leverage each other's strengths and but at the end of the day, to also be appreciative of the differences we have. And like myself, I'm not a music educator, but I can so very much appreciate those who do teach, those who especially teach music, because like you said, you're teaching the future of America to also appreciate music, to also learn these values. And if we had more people in the world who believed in service first, who believed in giving back in making sure that you empower others and giving others the voice. I mean, that's powerful stuff. The world would be such a, a better place. So thank you so much for, uh, for sharing that as well, Matt. And Ike, how has your experience shaped who you are today? So Bon, you may even call that pathway that we all walk upon the road to wisdom. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Ike. Yeah, I know. Um, so really, I, I always wear the letters and I always wear some sort of identifier as a brother to remind myself of our values, honor, integrity, respect, and loyalty. And in that way I try and live my life. And I say, and I think every day, is this, in a, is this action something that is worthy of uh, being a brother is commendable as a brother? Because really I am dedicating my life to this fraternity. I want to give myself fully to it. I want to make sure that I am treating other people and the world around me with the same respect that I give KKSI and that KKSI expects out of me. Um, and honestly, really, Laurel and Matthew really summed it up. The sum of their experiences and our experiences is really what has shaped me into the brother and person that I am today. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love that a lot. And it's just, and again, it's, it's, I think we talked about this before. It's a continuous learning cycle. There's little things we, we learn, things we unlearn, things we relearn to, to essentially chip away at the areas that we know aren't very beneficial to ourselves, aren't very, very beneficial or not aligned with our values. And we work to fully believe that these are the values that we want to incorporate into our daily lives. Uh, and like Matthew had mentioned earlier, like we 
we want to not just put on the letters and just be that person. And when we take them off that we're a totally different person. Um, so no, these are, these are very special moments. And I hope that you all continue to, uh, unpack this and to, to add to the story of, of how KKSI has helped you grow or shape who you are today. So my next question is a little bit more, uh, I guess, pinpointed or specific about your role as a VP or just as a district officer. So looking forward to the rest of this year, the rest of your term and knowing what you already know now, if you had to pick one thing, if you got nothing else done in your term, if you had to pick one thing to achieve, what would that one thing be? And we'll start with Matt. Yeah, I guess because this is a year that is extremely different than many other terms that any of the councils or any in the brotherhood would have expected being that support system for them. In this case, for me, it's membership. You know, how do we want to continue being KKSI when we hop online? When we put it, what you said earlier, we pivot to online, you know, being that support system to further educate, not just, you know, our prospective members or membership candidates, but you know, the brotherhood as well. You know, we recently implemented the inner circle ways that we can further expand membership in terms of, you know, knowledge and lessons and really take this time to be grateful to who we are as an organization and how we impact bands. Cause generally like, you know, we see, it's a sad truth that we see, you know, many band programs that are not, you know, having band. So being able to have that experience with our brothers and being able to realize it and being able to transmit that energy, that aura, that discourse to people who may not have the experience and, but still get the new join our brotherhood is something that I want to lay down as the, kind of one thing I want to make sure I have done, you know, because in the end, when we leave the the brothers that we impact right now, will be taking our places one day. And that's what I want to see um, continue. I love it. Very powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Ike, what about you? So my, if I could do one thing, yes, I want to provide that enriching programming for the district. I want to do all that, make sure that brothers have a fun time at the district level. But my main goal with this position is to make the position. I'm the first vice president for programs with the NED. We haven't had this position before. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to set the foundation for future VPPs. Because I'll tell you right now, I will not be the best VPP. I know that because I'm struggling to figure out where the foundation of the vice president for programs position is. And I know someone better than me is going to come along. My goal right now is to lay that foundation for them to help raise them up to be a better VPP than I was. And that's my main goal. You raise me. (laughs) Okay. No, I, I love that a lot because at the end of the day, I think we all need to, I think we all realize that, well, at least I hope we all want that the, successors, the future, whoever's to follow us are going to be better because of the work that we, we, we did. I hope that the work that we put in is sustainable, that people grow, people learn from it. They learn from our mistakes. Um, but I think, I mean, you make a good point that at the end of the day, and it ties in with what Matthew said, that you're inspiring, impacting You're you're, you're leaving a legacy for others to leverage. You're leaving uh, a legacy for others to, to lead and to live. So very powerful stuff. Uh, Laura, what about you? What's your one thing? Uh, so, you know, back in the spring when, you know, I was running my campaign and when we were, you know, getting our goals together for, you know, what we wanted to do in office, there were so many things about, you know, 
forming connections between chapters and helping chapters to, you know, sort of push the boundaries of what they're capable of doing and all of that. Mm-hmm. But when, when COVID and everything hit, you know, it, it, everything sort of changed. Um, a lot of the things that we talk about in our council meetings for the NCD, we, we've sort of based a lot of our conversations around Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so essentially the the needs of our chapter right now are not the same as they would be in another in another year right now you know it's it's towards the bottom which is more safety needs and like physiological needs and belonging needs rather than that self actualization that you know our chapters are usually operating at mm-hmm. so the one thing that i am really hoping that we can do for our chapters this semester is you know to just make sure that they're okay and help them, you know, at least, you know, stay, stay, stay afloat during all of this turbulence. Yeah. Just because, you know, a lot of, a lot of places, they don't have band in person or if they do, it's, it's different and it's scary and, you know, it's, it's okay for it to be different and scary, but just, you know, trying to keep chapters together through that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's that's very special, and this is a very special time for us to remind each other, that, like, hey, we're all human, and that is in itself is very important to realize that we have needs, we have we have feelings, we have emotions, we have to work through, and what resources, what support, what connections can we help make uh, for for members to realize and remember that, like. It's okay for me to have feelings. It's okay for me to work through the, this. It's okay for me to 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 not know. And it's, it's okay for me to take a step away from some of this KKSI work because I have to take care of myself first. I have to take care of my brothers first as, as people, as humans. So uh, very special stuff. So thank you, thank you, thank you all for sharing that. Um, and with that, we're going to transition to some of the fun questions. And again, this is going to be rapid fire, whatever first comes to mind. So feel free to unmute yourself so that we can just kind of go rapid fire. And you all see the order that we have um, on point 14 here. So if we're ready, I'm going to go ahead and start with our first one, which will be easy. What is your favorite color? Oh, I'll go for that one. Royal blue, like the flag. Okay. Just happens that it's my favorite. Okay. Love it. Yeah, mine's also blue. Uh, I'm not super duper picky on the shade, though. Usually lots of different shades of blue all go together very well, so. Yeah, okay. I would say navy blue. I just like the aesthetic of navy blue. Or um, navy red, also known as maroon. Um, Just to, yeah. I think that's just one of those revelations that came to me recently. Ike Ike was there when I told him that uh, maroon is actually navy red. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'd actually say navy blue, maroon, one of the two. I just like just like the darker aesthetic of the two colors. Okay. I'm going to have to pause for a second because navy red really got me. <laughs> okay. Wow. I, I just I need another second here. I'm just digesting that. That is deep. Okay. So thank you all for sharing your favorite color. What is your least favorite type of food? Tomatoes. They're gross. I don't like tomatoes at all. (laughs) 
That's a good one. Whole tomatoes, though. Like tomato products, like ketchup uh, or like anything with tomatoes on it, I'm okay with. Like sandwiches love tomatoes on them. I'm okay with tomatoes. I'm okay with like pizza sauce, and I, I don't. I don't usually do like spaghetti sauce, but pizza sauce is okay. I just even on sandwiches, it's just they make me sick. So not a good time. Matt, what about you? Um, I'm trying to think. I guess I had a very traumatic experience with liver, like cat liver, when I was younger. So I've always avoided it ever since. Yeah. Have you ever tried pate? Pate is very, very nice. Um, so in Indiana, this is apparently a thing, but like, let me say it right: fried green tomatoes is a thing. Like when you go to when you go to the state fair, you got to get your fried fried green tomatoes because apparently it's a thing. I don't know. So green tomatoes to me have always been an interesting thing. I didn't realize you were supposed to eat them green, but not my, my life to live. So if you were any air, uh, from the, uh, what was it? The last airbender series, what element, what bender would you be? I would be a waterbender, like straight up waterbender. I actually started watching Tai Chi videos on YouTube to try and learn it a little bit. Cause that's the style of martial arts that waterbending is based off of. So like I'm 100% a waterbender. Correct. And just make sure you're working on your breathing. That's essential, right? You're breathing. Okay, cool. What else? Um, I'll go next. I, I would have to agree with Ike water, but that mostly becomes, um, I was a lifeguard for the past couple of years. I still am, but, um, just, you know, if I can bend water and I see some kid, you know, not doing so well, I just go, and he's fine, you know. <laughs> would you be a Navy waterbender? Hmm? Would you be a Navy waterbender? Does it have to be specific? Yes, Navy waterbender, or, or a Navy red waterbender, you know. Ooh, that's a, is, that, is that Kool-Aid bender then? Is that a Kool-Aid bender? I don't know. I think it's yeah. blood bending at that point. Um, yeah. Oh, no. Blood bending. <laughs> we got into that territory. Okay, Laura, what about you? Okay, so I'm going to be really unoriginal and also say that I am a waterbender, probably. No, not probably, definitely. I, I mean, just, it's a VP it trait. Of, yeah, it just sort of goes on with the, you know, blue favorite color. And, like, you know, anytime there are, you know, anytime there's, like, a Pokemon red and blue, it's always, I always have to pick the blue one or and anything. It's always the more blue of the two when okay. you get to choose between blue and red. Okay, so I'm going to let you all guess. Like, what element do you think I am? Because I, I see the question in the chat here. What element do you think I am? You're a fire, you're a fire nation. Don't think I haven't scrolled through your Facebook and seen you dressed up as Prince Zuko. If you think I haven't, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely as a, a hot-headed individual, I get it from my mama. Uh, I am 100%. I, I would consider myself a firebender, but when I took the quiz from the movie that came out, it said I was an earthbender based on my, my, my birth date. So I was like, wrong firebender moving on. Okay. So my next fun question for you all is what is your favorite smell? Breakfast. Oh, that's funny. You say that. Cause we went over that in the meet and greet. That was one of the questions. Clean laundry. Okay. Okay. Lavender or just like clean laundry, like both either. Okay, what else? It's funny because this is this is one of my 
one of the one of my brothers in my chapter's favorite question to ask, you know, whatever it's random question. What's your favorite smell? Uh, uh, but uh, my favorite smell is definitely fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. Okay. Well, now and I want some now. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. What about you, Matt? I would say breakfast. Just the smell of breakfast, bacon, eggs, ham. You know, just like the process of breakfast being made is really one of those things I like waking up to. I'm basic and I love brunch. And when I mean brunch, I just mean I, I wake up later than usual. I just eat breakfast. So, oh my gosh. So love it. Love it. Love it. Um, all amazing smells here. And it depends if brunch is a Navy breakfast or not, depending on the time. If you're like from, if you're at an 11 to noon, you're just a regular brunch. If you're from noon to one, maybe you're a Navy brunch person. Right. Okay. So I, I think that made sense with the darker. Okay. Anyways. So my next question for you is growing up in grade school or elementary school, as some places say, it, what was your favorite subject? I threw rocks at kids at pl- and, and playground uh, during playtime. So that's what I did. I was always a science kid. Um, getting, getting uh, later on into like, you know, labs and things, you know, you, you get the different science uh, disciplines and like advanced chemistry is, I, I'm not a fan. I actually started in a chemi- in, the, in our chemical engineering program and then just had that epiphany one day. Oh my God, I don't like chemistry. Uh, that was a, that was a, that was a great revelation. Um, it saved a lot of stress, didn't it? Like you just, yeah, yeah. it's free. Um, but you know, physics and like physical science and all of that, how the world works, that was always super fascinating to me. I was probably a little bit better at math than I was at science though, but I was definitely, definitely the numbers person out of the, the, the divide down the middle for the four mm-hmm. core subjects in grade, grade school. I love that. What else? Um, for me, I would say history. I was always a fan of, I always tell myself it wasn't, if it wasn't music, it had to be history ed. Um, okay. just like being able to have like, that's probably much like the first time I ever had, like had discourse and like discussions with my peers. Um, granted like fishbowl discussions were always a fun thing in, um, no, not Navy history. I guess the history of the Navy, technically, if we're going to get specific, but, uh, no, I guess being able to just have that discourse and learn about the history. I personally, my favorite one was European history. That was always my favorite because American history. We find out, you know, we learn it in eighth grade, fifth grade, high school. We learn it. But like when I took AP European history, junior year of high school. I was very, that was one of those things. It's like, Hmm, maybe, maybe social studies education would also be fun, but then I chose music. So I guess in the end music one, but we'll see. We will see. Life life provides lots of different opportunities for change. So, Ike, what about you? First of all, Bong, when you went to say that life provides many opportunities, you almost went into your Indiana accent there, just a little bit. I don't know if you heard that. Just, it slips on out. But um, it's a funny question, because if you would ask younger me, it would be a different answer each year. Uh, I'm going to go with science, because that's my major now is forensic science. I'm going to go with that. But if you would ask me when I was growing up, it would have been a different answer every year. Okay. So no one else threw rocks at other kids. Okay. Um, no, we weren't mean. I was 
learn. I was working through some things. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So next fun question is what is your go-to outfit when you just, you want to feel good about yourself? No, Indiana's not Navy, Illinois, but <laughs> I am open to that discussion or I should say debate at a later point. So we'll, we'll go ahead and pinpoint that one. So the outfit that just makes me feel good. Uh, I actually have this dress and it has print on it with like rocket ships and rain clouds and suns and planets and all of that. And we call it my Miss Frizzle dress. And it's always just fun to dress up in that. Cause you know, it's, it's perfect. It looks professional, but the print yeah. is totally not, but you know, it's good enough. And you know, I, I aerospace engineering space is in there. So rocket ships. I was very obsessed with, uh, with Benny from the Lego movie for a long time. Spaceship. Okay. Uh, so that is my inspiration for spaceship dress. I love that. No one at home can see this, but I just lifted up my shirt because it's got letters on it. So it's in the view screen of the camera. But if it's not letters, um, wearing a suit always makes me feel good. I have a suit and a tux in my closet. So I always like dressing up makes me feel fancy. Yeah. And is that a navy blue shirt? What color is your shirt? Okay. I don't know if you're asking that jokingly, but it is gray. It's just my light. Hold on. My lighting is bad. It's gray. You made it look more blue. Okay, sorry. It's gray. Sorry, some of us can see color properly, Bong. It's gray. Ooh, okay, no, fair. As long as fair, fair. Matt? Um, I am a huge fan of jorts. Uh, recently got into uh, jean shorts. Uh, please don't judge me. But um, I was conducting Marchman the other day. And then the, one of my co-drum majors, she's like, she just houred, like, she just completely called me. I was like, man, is that is wearing jorts. And I guess I didn't realize in that moment, hey, I'm a fan of the jorts. I was wearing um, jorts and a polo. So really going for like the, uh, the middle school tennis coach vibes, you know? I love it. <laughs> just kidding. I love it. We'll have to... We'll have to have a theme day at the next, like, whoever's convention we go to or NatCon, whatever. We'll just have a, a tennis coach-looking day. I love it. My next fun question for you is, if you could get rid of, if you had to get rid of one band instrument, what instrument would that be? Go. I don't want to get up here and bash her, but piccolos. Listen, okay, so... I'm sorry. For those of you at home, I'm doing the Debbie Ryan ear tuck. I'm sorry. They, you can't hear them. You can't. I don't, I'm sorry. That's my hot take. My unpopular opinion for the boomers. Be careful what you ask for. You must not have met very many decent piccolo players then, my friend. Well, what other instruments are we getting rid of? Oh, what instrument tough. did you play in college? Me? Yeah, I'm just asking. Oh. No, I'm just asking. I'm not, no, for me, I would eliminate the baritone because it's it's a hybrid of the tuba and trombone. Just choose one of the two. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, one of my roommates who's a baritone just heard me say that. And he's mad now, but you know. Are we talking about like marching baritones? Are we talking about 
Euphonium. Yes. So marching baritones completely erased, but euphoniums and concert band, that's, that's, that that's, uh, those solos can really be nice, you know? Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I played piccolo in college. I actually try to play my flute Yikes. today. More. Yikes. Yikes. Sorry. Yikes. Well, I put the Ike in yikes. You're outnumbered now. <laughs> I'm always outnumbered. I mean, I think I'm literally the only percussionist district officer. I think we went through the roster the other day. I'm literally the only percussionist district officer. So I'm always outnumbered. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Lord, did you give your, your answer? I have not. But if I did have to get rid of an instrument... Oh, it's it's really hard, but I'd probably have to say the marching mellophone for no other reason than I don't understand it. Okay. <laughs> no rips. No more. No more mellow rips. Nope. Okay. Okay. The alto saxes will just rip for the mellows, you know. Okay. So my next question, my next fun question for you, is: You're driving to some sort of event when we can safely have in-person events, okay? You're driving and you're in a car alone, but you're just, you're having a good old time by yourself, jamming to your favorite songs, driving, safely, safely driving, wow. Um, And then a spider kind of comes out of nowhere and just like, in your face. What is your course of action? First of all, thank you, Matthew. Um, First of all, I knew that question was coming because the other VPs warned me about it. (laughs) Cheaters. Uh, Yes, cheaters. Second of all, I actually had that happen to me. Um, And Sarah Fitzgerald, if you're listening to this when this comes out, you're going to remember this. I was on, I was driving, I was on the phone with my governor, Sarah Fitzgerald, light of my life. And I say, I see a spider just dangling down from my uh, rear view mirror. I kept driving. I just screamed. I was like, ah, I'm not actually going to scream, but it was very much like a shrill little girl scream. <laughs> okay. So, so your course of action is, is scream at your governor. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, not, it was not, it was not at Sarah. She just happened to be there. Okay. Yeah. So I appreciate that. What else? Okay, so when you even were describing the whole situation, I literally jumped out of my seat when you mentioned the spider. So I am assuming that something similar to that would happen, and it would be a bad day for anybody driving next to me. Because uh, we are on the highway, right? I'm assuming. Or I guess we weren't. But. Maybe the NCD, maybe you're like on a cornfield. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's Ohio. We can we can find the grandpa's cheese barn and the hell hell is real signs. Uh, but but yeah, it would definitely be a big jump. And uh, oh my gosh, gotta uh, get regain control of the car. Okay, okay, Matt. What about you? Um, I currently don't have a car up here, so I think I get away scot free with my uh, Razor scooter. But uh, if I hypothetically, if I was um in a car driving with a spider dangling, I would probably knowing myself, I would probably have uh, like my wallet or something in the dashboard. I'd probably just grab it and whack it as like, I'm at a pause, like a, the nearest stoplight. Like I wouldn't fully pull to a halt. It, it, in fact, it's going to be all situational. It depends where I am. If I'm in a suburban area, I'll just pull over, you know, pull out the nearest exit. Uh, probably just be like, okay, just monitoring it as I'm getting off the road, then I'll hit it. I'm in the middle of a cornfield, probably get out and just like recap it, destroy the spider. But um, 
Yeah, no, I think it's all very situational. But first thing I would do is I'd go for my wallet or another object that can take it out with one hit. Okay, so what we have so far is you would scream at your governor, you would jump <laughs> and throw money at the spider. Okay. Not at, not at Sarah, not at my governor. This is an important distinction because Sarah will yell at me for this when this comes out. This is an important distinction I have to make. It was not at Sarah. I would never yell at Sarah. No, it was, she just happened to be indirectly on the phone when it happened. That uh, Sarah, Bong is putting words in my mouth. Very cool. So for myself, uh, as a wannabe firebender, I would just light everything on fire and be done with the day. So we're not messing around. Okay. So, uh, to wrap up everything, you know, I've, I've asked you all lots of questions already and just wanted to say, I really appreciate your willingness to speak on everything so far, but I did want to have one last question for you all. Um, what piece of advice would you share with somebody to our listeners who would want to maybe serve at a higher level, uh, maybe they're searching for leadership opportunities or just want to create some sort of positive change for their community. Uh, what's your piece of advice for them? And we'll start with Laurel. Okay, so as far as creating a positive change, I definitely think all of it starts with you. Um, in the University of Akron Marching Band, one of our one of our big traditions and like our main lessons that we try to teach everybody is that there are these three, uh, th there are three spheres of influence. Sorry, I'm distracted by the chat right now. Uh, so <laughs> there's the sphere that is the things that you can control. And then there's a sphere of things that you can influence. And then outside of all of that is the sphere of things you can't influence and you can't control. So, by controlling yourself and your attitude and the things that you can control, that's how you influence everything around you. Um, and, you know, in, in our leadership training for marching band, we talk about that too. Your attitude is a hundred percent going to be, you know, how, how your day is, you know, 95% of your existence is whatever you believe it to be. Mm -hmm. So if you are looking to create some sort of positive change in your community or to become a leader, I, I, I think it, it's kind of cliche to just say that you have to wish it into being, but to a degree, you know, if you want that and you want to put in the effort, you can go out and get it. No problem. Mm -hmm. that, I need, I need you to write that down for me. Cause I'm, I'm going to need to post that up somewhere and be like, all right, Bob, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, Matt, what about you? What's your piece of advice? Um, yeah, no. So one of my personal philosophies that I live by to this day is, um, never stop learning, you know, being able to, it's what you learn after you think, you know, it all, you know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. one of those things that you're always on this up climb of knowledge and, you know, servanthood. There's these positions, these opportunities we have as brothers, it's very a generous one, you know, as a brotherhood, we are like a candle. You don't lose anything if you share that, you know, light with others. Mm -hmm. So it's being able to, you know, be servant, be a servant to others with service, um, develop relationships, make connections. Don't be afraid to reach out. You know, if you want to go for it, I fully already, you already have my endorsement. You know, it's one of those things where the relationships we build and the experiences we have that really shape and motivate us. And if you're already having that positive experience and want to make a difference, mm -hmm. I encourage you to go for it because it's, you know, you're going to be trailblazing all the way until 
you know, someone along comes and replaces me. But even then, once your term ends, it doesn't stop there. We've talked about this, you know, throughout a lot of tonight, but the servanthood aspect of our fraternity just never stops. It's until like what Ike was saying that it's, it's one of those immortalized things in our lives. And I definitely think that if you have the opportunity to make that positive change for your community, your campus, your band, your brotherhood, go for it. Yeah. I love that. I mean, never stop learning. Maybe there's just, there's just so much to learn. I honestly, there's so much to learn about KK say that people mention things to me all that I'm like, did not know that was a thing, but now I learned. But then also like the fact that we have so many members, alumni, past leaders, current leaders that we can just learn about them, like learn their story, hear from, you know, who they are. Um, and I, yes, 100 maroon. I mean, Navy red is still like, I'm going to lose sleep over that. Okay. So Ike, what about you? What is your piece of advice for Navy red people? I mean, for people, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, this advice is going to go for outside Kikisai, inside Kikisai, for current brothers, everyone, even if you're just someone who just happened to stumble upon this podcast, and for whatever reason, you decided to still listen to a bunch of kids talk about marching band and a fraternity for band. I don't know why you would if you just happened to stumble upon us, but good for you. But what you have to do is you say yes, and you do it all. Because I didn't originally think that I would be running the rituals for KKSI until someone asked me to. I was like, well, I'm not sure I want to. I said yes anyway. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if I was going to like it. I ended up loving doing it. But that was the first step in striving for the highest is that other people have that confidence. You take it, run with it, say yes when they ask you to do things. Go outside your comfortability zone a little bit. Um, my English major friend on the TV Sigma Council is going to make fun of me because I just said comfortability zone when it's actually comfort comfort zone. Sorry, Lyric. Don't make fun of me. Anyway, because I did it the other day. Anyway, the, the point is, is you say yes. You go after every opportunity you can. Originally, I didn't run for VPP. Like the first round of calls went out and I was like, eh, I'm not sure I want to. And then the second round of calls went out. I, I should because I'm not going to be able to do this again. And I end up loving, I love being a district officer. It's great. But you have to say yes. And even if you don't like doing it, put your all into it. Because at the end of the day, if you're like, if I I come out of this term, like, man, I really hated being a district officer. I won't. If I come out and I say, man, I really hated doing that. At least I can know that I did put my all into it. And it just wasn't for me. I'm not going to say that. I will wish I could have served more terms on the council, but take that initiative and really take the motto strive for the highest mm-hmm. into effect. I love that. And so, so for any, anyone, everyone listening, uh, I challenge you to take a moment to think about strive for the highest and what that really means to you at whatever stage you are within this fraternity and your experience in life. What does it mean? And how can you strive for the highest and live those values, our values in not just within KK side, but just what you do on a day-to-day basis, how you treat others, um, how you treat those you work with on the professional or through other hobbies or other activities, um, how you are interacting with people on social media these days and how you talk to yourself. 
right? So um, very different things that you can do, but I would, I would challenge you all um, who are listening and to our, our panelists here as well is to take each day to reflect, what can I do today? And take it a day at a time. And just know that we are—we truly are in this together, and we are here to support one another. And we may not—I—I I, I know I totally want to do the dance too. Um, that you don't have to do it alone, because you're going to have days where you're going to struggle because you're human, and it's okay to not do it. Right? It's okay to to lean on your brothers to help you out and to to move through this and to just say that hey, I. I can't today. Um, so to Ike, Laurel and Matthew, thank you all so, so very much for joining us today on behalf of the fraternity and the national council. We truly do appreciate and admire all that you are doing to continue to promote music, uh, to promote leadership and service and just keep Kappa Kappa Psi in general. Um, and of course, a huge thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. If you like this episode, then please share, suggest our podcast series to another brother today and subscribe if you haven't already done so. You know, we do this not to hear ourselves talk. Um, I definitely don't like to hear myself talk, but it, it's great to engage in this, this in these discussions and this dialogue so that we can share insight that could hopefully be meaningful and helpful to, uh, to you and your chapters. But of course, we need your help in finding topics to cover and brothers to join as guests on the show. So if you do have any suggestions, please reach out to me at bonco at kksi.org. That's B-A-N-G-C-O at kkpsi.org. Thanks again for joining us today on KKSI Presents. My name is Bonko, your host. I wish you all much love today. And as always, A-E-A. -E